What's up, y'all? This is Neil here. Welcome to this episode of Heart, Soul, Human. With your human, Neil. I can't say that. That was weird. With your human, Neil. Here with you today without Zach. It's just me. He is across the country and doing all sorts of awesome, amazing doctor things. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's on my mind. So... I listened to an episode of the Ben Greenfield podcast, and he was talking about prayer. And it brought up a couple things, and I'm going to share those ideas with you today. So the first one was this idea about nourishment. So I'm going to share with you about just different ways of nourishing the self. And the second is a thought about identity and how we form that identity, how we form that identity, and if it's something that still suits us or not. And it's something worth looking at. So let's get into it. So with this idea of nourishment, over here at Heart, Soul, Human, we talk about heart, soul, human, different levels, different aspects of being. This is kind of framework that you've heard us talk about. We talk about looking at different situations from these different arenas, these different levels of consciousness, these different perspectives. Nourishment for yourself comes the same way. And when I say nourishment, I'm not just talking about it in a nutritional way. I mean, basically from the heart, the soul, and the human perspective. So my question to you is, how do you nourish yourself? And know that the answer to this probably evolves with every stage of life that you're in, every phase that you're in, whatever the current situation is, as that evolves, so do your needs especially for the different forms of nourishment that I'm going to share with you today. For me, as an example to that, when I was in this deep path of connecting to all these spiritual gifts and doing readings and all these things, that part of my life was a very secluded part of my life. I needed to come into myself to be able to connect to these forms of energy, to spirit in the way that I did. It required me to break away from the world. And in turn, actually break away from the identity that I created for myself and the ways that I had known myself. So for you to know, that was a very alone time for me. I needed to be in meditation. I needed to be doing healing. I needed to be doing emotional work. I needed to be doing energetic work. All these different things that basically just required me and me and maybe another practitioner or me and the client in front of me. Now, at this point of my life... It's the opposite. I'm coming back into the world, back into life. And instead of being nourished by that alone time, by that time where I could spend connecting to source, spend building up my energy, I am now in this place where I'm building up my energy by being out in the world, by being away from just my own space. That probably takes me down and pulls my energy down more than anything else. So whatever needs that you're in will be dependent on your current needs and the part of your life that you're in. (laughs) It didn't make any sense. (laughs) It depends on the part of your life. The part of your life that you're in will dictate the needs that you have. Be that healing, joy, living, excitement, peace, calm, and whatever things attribute to this for you. But I mentioned, right, we're looking at it on various levels. So as you ask yourself, what forms of nourishment am I needing? Look at it on different levels. We need nourishment on so many different ways. And I want you to break free of the idea of what nourishment means for you. To look at it beyond food. 
Let it become what feeds me, what fulfills me, what gives me life, what gives me energy, what helps me feel good and come back into balance. What does your heart need emotionally? What does your soul need to feel rejuvenated? What needs does the human have that I need to honor myself due to whatever it is that's going on in my life? You can use that framework if you'd like. If it works for you, make it yours. Define each one of those things yourself, heart, soul, human, or let it just be a catalyst. <laughs> let that, don't even let that be the framework. Just let it inspire deeper levels of thought for you. Let it help you bring awareness, especially into these inner levels of being that we aren't always paying attention to. And I think that's the most important thing here. Taking time and space to consider yourself and what your needs are and the different aspects of your life and the different aspects of your needs and to break away from that thought of, I need to meet my survival needs. Right, That's the way we're taught. We need to work and meet our needs, and especially in the world that we're in right now, money is tight, things are expensive, but we need to meet our deeper needs. So take a look at your mental-emotional needs. Take a look at your relational needs in relationship to others, to loved ones, to families, to friends. Take a look at boundaries. What are your needs there? What things are you craving for yourself in your life, in the world around you? What different sorts of experiences would nourish your full being right now? Are you giving yourself a level of spiritual connection? Moments of connection to something greater than you. Something that can bring you peace or faith or a deep sense of gratitude and love. How about that? Deep sense of love. What brings that to me? I'm going to stick on that word because I think that's a special one. And that ties into the identity piece that I'm going to get to next. But also, yes, survival needs as well. That includes physical needs. The bare bones basics beyond all these things. Do I need exercise? Do I need some movement? Do I need to dance? Do some yoga? Go on a walk? Have sex? All these things are needs for us. So again, what are your needs right now. So like I was saying, this is a cue for you to take an inventory on yourself and what your needs are. Like Zach loves to share as well. It's something very important for him. Mindfulness. That's one of the things that he believes will help to change the world. This is a cue for you to be mindful of yourself and your needs in all the different areas of your life. But really, we're so busy meeting all our survival needs, getting after it for money to be able to live and all the craziness that we're in right now. But take some time to step away. Take some time to feel into yourself, to think, to take a look at what's churning on the inside and you know what can I do to fulfill this truer, deeper inner part of me. Give it a voice to yourself so you can hear it and answer that voice. But in all honesty too, beyond answering that voice and doing these things, just that act of creating space will help. It will help you feel better. It will help you feel heard. Giving yourself your needs a voice, even just to yourself, will help. Guarantee that. So honor yourself, my friends, my fellow heart-soul humans. Honor your heart. Honor your needs. 
that will more than likely begin to shift some of the things that you're struggling with. And I see it as an inside out process, the way you can look at spirituality at manifestation, intention, energy, the way these things work. It's about creating an energetic shift that moves into the physical. So manifestation, things change on the internal world in the energetic, and that begins to shift into the external world, into the physical. So this is the same for you and your life. Address the internal and allow it to begin to flow and change the external life that you're living in. So I got part two of this episode now. And speaking of honoring your needs, in that Ben Greenfield podcast podcast episode that I was listening to, he was talking about prayer. He was talking about the typical kind of just religious religious doctrine and experience and letting it be something beyond that, letting it be beyond the rigid and let it be about this experience of connection, this intention. And that got me thinking a little bit. I don't remember what it was specifically, (laughs) but I started to think about those people, but honestly, the people in religion that push us away from religion, the people that are so kind and loving in church and then they leave and they lose all sense of that. (laughs) At the gym I work at, there's a fella who I used to talk to and he had a lot of uh, pulmonary lung issues and he moves very slowly because of that. And he was telling me this story and I've shared it on here once. It was just about this exact thing of the hypocrisy of, of church with certain people. And he was telling me he was walking by a church and these actually, I think he had just finished church and was walking out of the church and was leaving, walking across a parking lot. And the person who was just so kind and loving and compassionate and caring (laughs) was behind him and honking at him and yelling at him to move when this old man who can barely walk, I think he uses a walker too, um, with lung issues and tubing coming out of his nose is just trying to make it through on his next step across the parking lot to get out of the way with this person who was just talking about all this loving kindness and just blaring at him. (laughs) And that's, that's the issue that we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. You know exactly what I mean with this story and what I'm referring to now. It's just people very loving and genuine and they say they're of God and it becomes this form of identification and a lot of times this people with these people is it kind of just boosts your sense of, it ends up boosting your sense of self and instead of actually living out uh, these values and belief system allowing it to come through you it's just something that's held onto in a specific moment that feeds this you know other part of you there it's ego gratifying in a way right to say that i'm this and that and i'm loving and i'm kind and then it kind of just magically disappears in the rest of our life. But I also will say, this is not about religion. This is about that specific person. Because there's a lot of amazing, kind, kind, loving people that come through religion. I believe in the good and the bad in it. So this is not a hit piece. <laughs> I'll say that. But the reason I share this is it got me thinking about the idea of identity this internal world of ours, right? There's, there's 
an identity that comes with that person who's an avid, avid churchgoer and believer. I don't need to explain that to you. You understand that at this point. But with identity, you know, there's, there's a question that I want to raise. Is that person or any identity that, that we have, is it something that is authentic to us? This form of identification to something, to some value, to some belief system, to some image that we have, is that true to you? Or is the opposite true? That beneath all of that identity that's been created, it's been created because it's an authentic expression of who this person truly is. So there's two different levels, right? I'm simplify that and <laughs> say it in different words because it's kind of confusing. Have you become an identity or this identity that you have now has who you are in this life help to create that identity, right? One's very external. You're becoming this thing that's not you. The other is these truer parts of you helping to create this identity that you now hold. And again, none of these is intrinsically better than the other. These are things that are just worth considering and thinking about. Because I think as a human, we get to create who we are. That's a gift of this part of life. You aren't stuck as who you are and what you are and the ways that you've lived and who you've become. You get to create yourself in this life. That's a gift of being a human being. But my question to that is, is that identity or do these forms of self-identification that we've had speak to a truer part of you or are they incongruent when you pause long enough just to think about it a little bit? And oftentimes, like I said in the nourishment piece, we don't have enough space. We don't create the time to pause and think about it. And so we go on doing all these other things that aren't in true alignment with either our needs or this true sense of self. But again, taking it back to the awesome thing, we get to choose who we are, who we become, what we do. It's awesome. But I just want it to be in alignment for you with the deeper parts of you, the deeper truths of you. Another thing that I found that's really cool when I was thinking about this is just the idea of inspiration, right? Along this idea of like, we get to create who we are. We get to be inspired. We get to be inspired by others and become these things ourselves that we admire in others. That's why we go crazy for superheroes or Top Gun or TED Talks and podcasts or whoever it is in the public eye that inspires something within us, that inspires us to want to change, to be more, do more. They speak to latent parts of us, to parts of us that are waiting to be inspired, waiting for us to take that time to create the awareness within us of this deeper thing that wants to come to life through you. But I ask if that's speaking to a true part of you, or if it's just you being, seeing something cool and reaching out and grasping onto that and wanting to become that because it's cool. 
And that may be hard to differentiate. And maybe it doesn't even matter, right? Maybe I'm making a point that is not necessary because good growth is good growth. We'll take that, right? We get to become and do more. That's awesome. But I'm going to take it back to that point of, is that truly in alignment with you? At a deeper level, if you breathe into your heart, to breathe into your stomach and take a moment to connect to this deeper sense of self, are these things in alignment and authentic? Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. That is up to you. Maybe one of the things I'll ask to this is this. If that change into that identity would be at the sacrifice of something good within you. Something that you haven't embraced or allowed to become a gift and a strength the way it was meant to. Are you sacrificing a part of yourself to be able to become this other external thing? It's probably a good point to look at too. But anyways, these are forms of identity that we've taken on, right? The things that you identify with and you live out in your day-to-day life. Now, my final question to you here is, are they still you now? The identity that you hold now, is that something that you actually still identify with? Or are you holding on to that because it's the identity that you've created, that you're comfortable with, that you've gotten used to? Maybe that life has handed you. <laughs> Maybe that life has handed you and you've taken it and taken it to the fullest extent that it was meant to be there. And you're still going beyond that when you're maybe just not supposed to. There's an idea in psychology about incongruent behavior. Basically, when your perceived self doesn't align with your ideal self. So who you actually are and how you perceive yourself is not in alignment with this awesome version of yourself that you have in your head. That creates disarray, creates a lot of psychological psychological distress. It's not exactly what's going on here, but it kind of speaks to a similar theme of things being out of alignment, your sense of self being out of alignment. You're holding on to an identity that internally you can't actually identify with anymore. It's time to let go. When we do that, it's oftentimes because it's safer to, it's more comfortable to, it's disruptive to our personality, our sense of self and our lives because change is freaking hard. And that's okay too. Because change is freaking hard. But being able to have this awareness that maybe it's becoming time to change and accepting that begins to make it a little bit easier. Like I said, you get to choose things in this life. You get to choose who you are, who you become, and when to do that. I'm also a firm believer that things will change when they're meant to. So you don't have to try. So when you are trying and failing over and over and over, maybe it's not time to yet. Maybe it's time to try one more time or try a little bit harder and really hone in. But I also am a firm believer in divine time. And I'm going to leave you on that gray fuzzy note that is not direct or black and white whatsoever. But y'all, you have a choice in this life. And I will say, make the choice to hear yourself first, to listen to yourself first. Let that create space. 
Let that allow you to have awarenesses and let that allow your life to change for the better. So back to the original question, and I'll leave this with you as I leave. Has an identity that you've taken on, has this created who you are in this life? Or is who you are in this life, has that created the identity that you live out in your day to day? All right, that's it, y'all. I love you. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.